You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream. Okay. All right, now the Bible. Old Testament. I love preaching out of the Old Testament, especially when I'm preaching stories. I love preaching out of the Old Testament. And here's what I really believe. It's like the New Testament is the truths, you know, all those things, all, all the statements and everything. And it's like the Old Testament are the examples for us. They're the stories, the, the things that lay it out for us, help you see it in black and white. And so I love the Old Testament. So today we're going to go to an Old Testament story. Now, the Old Testament, it's, it's full of kings, like, you know, good kings like, like David, Solomon, Hezekiah, Josiah, guys like that. But it's also got a lot of bad kings also like Ahab and King Herod that, you know, we've talked about Herod the past few weeks in, in Christmas sermons and those kinds of things, you know, but also uh, in the Bible there are a lot of warriors like David, you know, the little shepherd boy that was a warrior. Joshua was a warrior. Beniah was a warrior. Joab, uh, all of those, all those warriors. And, and then there are prophets, and these prophets are, are guys that, and ladies that, uh, that God would speak through and give direction or wisdom or understanding or sometimes work a miracle through them. People, people like Elijah, you know, and, and uh, people like even Moses, that God spoke through him and worked miracles through him. So, so the Bible is full of, of kings and warriors and prophets. And so today's story has got one of each of those in the story, a king, a warrior, and a prophet. Okay, so uh, let me tell you who these guys are. Okay, so first of all, the king is Ben-Hadad, and uh, we don't know a whole lot about him. Even in this story, about the only thing we know about Ben-Hadad is that he is proud of one of his soldiers. He's proud of this warrior soldier, which I think is really, it says something about the soldier because, you know, kings are normally just all full of themselves. All they're worried about is themselves, their pride, their ego, and everything. And so for him to take notice of a soldier, of a warrior, makes me think, okay, this warrior is really something special. And the warrior's name is Naaman, okay? And I've got scripture right here for you. So, and this is in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1, the Lord had helped him and his troops, Ben-Hadad, defeat their enemies. So Ben-Hadad respected Naaman very much. Naaman was a brave soldier, but he had a skin disease that back in those days they called leprosy, and you don't really hear that term around here. And it could be uh, just a whole bunch of different kind of skin diseases. We're not exact, completely sure about all the things that they had going on there. But he had this skin disease. Didn't slow him down, which is really a good point for you adults. You just think about, okay? He had a skin disease but it didn't slow him down. He was, I mean, he was the war. Out of, out of all the ones mentioned in all of the armies of Syria, you got one guy, you know, Naaman, and he had this skin disease. Okay, so this was maybe something that, you know, he could say, well, I can't go to battle today because, you know, I got this thing going on. Well, my, you know, it's, it's kind of acting up a little, but he didn't do that. He was the guy that was out there. He was, out, he was chasing it down. He was making it happen. He was going after it. So much so that the king noticed about him. He had respect for the warrior named Naaman. And one day, Naaman goes to a prophet's house. Okay, so here's the prophet. The prophet's name was Elisha. Now, Elisha, 
you, know, you may have heard the name Elijah and you may have heard the name Elisha, two different guys. Elijah worked a lot of miracles, but Elisha, as far as our records and the things we see in the Bible, Elisha worked even more miracles and, and great things that, that, that God did through Elisha's life. Okay, and so when Naaman goes to Elisha, he goes to Elisha to see if he can be healed. And uh, in Second Kings, again, cha same chapter, same story, verse 10, Elisha sends someone outside to say to Naaman, go wash seven times in the Jordan River and then you'll be completely cured. Now, in, in the, we're going to skip the next few verses and then jump down to verse 14 in just a second. But so while Elisha tells Naaman this, now Naaman, he starts to get a little bit of an attitude. And he's got all these reasons why, well, I don't know if I should, or I don't know if I can do that or not. And thankfully, he's got some guys with him that they kind of they kind of help adjust his thinking a little bit. And so he, go, he goes ahead and does it, verse 14. Naaman goes down to the Jordan, and he walks down in the water, and he wades out, and he stoops down. Seven times he stoops down into the water, just as Elisha told him. And at once, he was cured, and his skin became as smooth as a child's skin. Okay, so Naaman does what Elisha's told him to do, and he gets healed. Here's the thing that Elisha, and, and here's the thing, this is not a ki just a kid's sermon today. Here's the thing all of us need to hear, and kids, you need to hear it too. One of the things Naaman learned this day is he learned how important obedience is. Obedience is important, but I want, I want all of us to get this, okay? Obedience is important, even if you don't understand why. Because when Elisha said, Naaman, you want to be healed of your skin disease go dip in the jordan river seven times you know naaman's got to be thinking like i said we skipped those verses right there but naaman's gonna be thinking well, what's that have to do with my miracle what's that have to do with my healing what does that have to do with my family's needs and those kinds of things right okay because come on adults we kind of do that sometimes you know we, we kind of know that we need to do something but it's like we're saying but what does that have to do even if you don't understand it it's still important to be obedient Okay, now listen, come on, you adults, you need to be helping me here. Because you know we teach that to our kids, right? Even if you don't understand it, you still need to be obedient. And then if you understand it, you know what happens? Sometimes even when you understand it, you say, okay, I, figure, I, I got an idea why he said it, but it still doesn't make sense to me. Sometimes even when you understand it, it still doesn't make sense. But obedience is still important even when it doesn't make sense. I'll get a few little amens there, but yeah, it, it's still important. Okay, so, so kids and adults, obedience is still important whether you understand it or not and whether it makes sense or not. But you know what? Even, even that, one, one, if you understand it and even if it makes sense, there's still a couple other things that can get in your way of obedience, like pride. Well, I'm just not. That's one of the things that got in his way. So Naaman had to learn that lesson because he, he said, the, the Jordan River is kind of a dirty river, and he started talking about, I mean, man, can I not just go home to my swimming pool, you know, and just dip in that water? You know, he didn't say that, but, you know, that, that kind of a thing. That's what he was kind of thinking, you know. I, I just want to go back to the, to the rivers of Syria where they got a couple of really clean, nice rivers there. And so, you know, pride almost made him not get his miracle because it was the obedience before he got his miracle. And so it was pride, but then another thing is selfishness. Because even if you get, even if you understand, and then even if you say, "Well, it it doesn't make sense," but I'm going to do it anyway. But then, then your pride gets in the way. And if you get over your pride, there's still one last little thing that can get in the way of your obedience, and it's your selfishness. It's when you say, 
I know I should, and I know this, and I know this, and I know this, but I want to do it my way. Y'all ever want to, kids, y'all ever say, you know, I know mom said this, but I want to do it this way. Are there any, are there any 30, 40, 50-year-old kids that say, you know, sometimes I know I should, but I want to do it my way. That gets in, our, that gets in the way of obedience. And here's the problem, kids, adults. Here's the problem, is if we aren't obedient, regardless of what it is that gets in our way of being obedient, if we aren't obedient, we don't get to the next part where he gets his miracle. So what does that say about, you know, my need and your need? If we aren't obedient, those things can't happen for us. And, and here's, the, here's the, just think about how crazy this is. Here's the crazy part of it, is that, is that Naaman goes all this way, Samaria in Israel, outside of Syria, goes all this way to Israel to knock on this door of this prophet and says, I want you to come out and heal me. I want you to, I want you to speak to your God and I want him to heal me. And then when he says, well, go dip seven times in the Jordan, he almost says, well, I don't want to do that. And he almost goes back home. It's like he, he's saying, I want a healing, I want a healing. But he just won't do the little simple thing that he knows he needs to do. He's like, why, how and come on adults, we do it too, right? is we ask God, and then we struggle with the obedience. Maybe not every day, maybe just every other weekend or so. Maybe not all the time, just every, every other opportunity that we have to do something good, that we struggle with the obedience. Why in the world, if we're coming to God with all of our needs and with all of our troubles, and with all, why in the world Aren't we like, yes, whatever, if you're going to do this for me, God, yeah, I, I can be there, I can do it, I can stand up, I can help, I can bless, I can, I, I can go do a, a pop-up service, you know, like a lot of you guys did. I can show up early, I can, I can unload, set up, and then break it down and load it back up. I can do that. I can, I can lead a small group. I can, you know, I, I can lead a serve project. I can do this. I can give, uh, you know, for Christmas. I can give for Thanksgiving. I can, if, if we're asking God for something and then God gives us opportunity to be obedient, the next thing out of our mouth is kind of be, you know, like, you know, the old proverbial saying, you know, when they, when they say jump, you know, the next words out of our mouth would be how high, God. You know, if, if, if we're asking God for something, and he gives us the opportunity to do something or just be who he's called us to be, then why in the world will we not do everything we can to jump in there and do it? Because that's the next step to receiving what God wants to give us. And look at the great miracle that he got, that he received. He didn't have to, he didn't have to walk around anymore and people look at him and say, what's wrong with you? And what's wrong with your skin? Why, why do you look like that? What happened to you? What happened to you? That happened when you were born? That happened when you were a kid? Somebody do something to you, somebody beat you. What, what? He didn't have to worry with that anymore. All of that was gone. He received his miracle. And in this story, this story of, of a king and a warrior and a prophet, all important people, right? I mean, kings are important. You know, warriors are important. And prophets are important. But, you know, they weren't the most important person in the story. Because somebody had to tell Naaman, about the prophet so how would how would Naaman a guy a warrior you know of a Assyrian army how would how would he living in Syria know about a prophet in Israel somebody told him in 2nd Kings chapter 5 verse 3 if your husband Naaman would go to the prophet in Samaria of Israel he would be cured of his leprosy he had to have somebody tell him you know who that was that told him 
Let me, let, me, let me tell you who that was that told him. First of all, it was an Israeli. It wasn't a Syrian. It wasn't, so, you know, so when, 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 uh, when Naaman heard this, it wasn't somebody like him. It was somebody different from him, okay? He, he was, you know, all the time, you know, it's easy to, you know, y'all ever, y'all ever meet any weird people? Y'all know any weird, weird people? Anybody, y'all married any weird people? <laughs> or you got weird parents or whatever? You know, and sometimes when we, oh, they're weird. You know, but I had one time, one, one of my bosses years, years ago in, in ministry, I asked him about, I asked him about, i just go ahead and say, I asked him about David Wilkerson. What do you think about David Wilkerson? And his first words out of his mouth were, he's weird. <laughs> and he said, but all prophets are. He said, you, know, you just need to write that down, okay? It may be that God's going to speak to you, and he may not speak to you through somebody who's just like you. It may be somebody. This person that told him that was not a Syrian. So first of all, like, okay, wait a minute. I don't know if I want, you know, he could have had that immediately come up to his mind. But when he heard that, that he had a possibility of receiving this great miracle, then he's, he was still listening. He was still listening. Okay, so this was, a, this was a, a, an Israeli, and this was a servant. It wasn't the king that told him. It wasn't another warrior. It wasn't even a prophet. It was a servant. It was actually his wife's servant that said this. It was a nobody. Why are we listening to a servant? Why are we listening to somebody who has never preached a sermon in their life? Why should I go to a small group, you know, for somebody that's never preached a sermon in their life? Why should I listen to somebody? Why should I listen to somebody like that? He did. You know why? Because he wanted this great miracle. And let me tell you the fourth thing, Israeli servant, and it was a girl. <laughs> it was a girl. It wasn't even a man. It was a woman. It was a female. It wasn't a male. And, you know, everybody doesn't have a problem with that, but a lot of people do. <laughs> you know, they want their warriors and they want their kings and they want their prophets to all be males. You know, they want, if you're going to give me some direction, you're going to tell me, I, you know, I want you to be a male. And so here, here we've got this big old warrior that is hearing this word from an Israeli servant girl. And here's the fourth thing about her. If she was a kid, probably she was not even a teenager yet. She was probably 10, 11, or 12 years old. And so this Israeli servant girl, preteen girl, tells him, if you would go to Elisha, you could be cured of your disease. And he listens. Now, kids, let me tell you something. If your parents come to 2911, if they, if they come... Sunday after Sunday, they've heard this before, but you've not ever heard me probably say this before, so I want to say it this morning to you, kids. I want you to hear this. Because this, this, story, this story shows us one of the things we say around 2911 all the time, and you kids may have not heard this. I want you to hear this because this story really tells you something, is that everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. It doesn't matter if you're a king or a servant. It doesn't matter if you're a Syrian or an Israeli, or just a, a plain old Bubba, you know, from North Jefferson County. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or if you're a girl. It doesn't matter if you're six or 60. Everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. And the really cool thing about this story is not just that Naaman gets his healing, but also that Naaman meets God. Because when he gets his healing, he goes back to talk to Elisha again. This time Elisha comes out to meet him and talks to him. And, and, and Naaman knows, let me tell you, this is the last little cool thing I want to tell you about this story. 
is Naaman says, I know I got to go back to Syria. You know, that's where my life is. That's where my family is. That's where my job is and all this. I know I've got to go back to Syria, but I've got to worship this God that you worship. And so you know what he did? He dug up some dirt. He dug up some Israeli dirt. He dug up some dirt, and he said, I'm carrying this dirt home because from now on I am going to worship on this ground. And he said, there are people back in my, in my hometown, my homeland, they worship all kinds of gods. They've got all kinds of idols, and they do all kinds of horrible, despicable things, bad things. But he said, from now on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow God, I'm going to serve him, and I'm not going to worship anybody except God. And so he dug up some ground and he took back with him and he took it to his house and that's where he worshiped his God from then on. He worshiped because of it. So this little girl, she didn't just get naming a healing. She introduced him to God himself. So let me ask, if I can, all of the kids that would be willing to help me with a little something, if you'll come up front here with me. I got something I want you to help me with, so come on up front and get ready. And, that, and I got to tell you what to do. Come on, kids. Come on, we're going to close this sermon out here in just a second. If you're willing to help me with something, come on. We got some preteens here, don't we? Any kings? Are any of y'all kings? Any warriors? Uh, any prophets? Not yet, right? Prophets in trading are waiting, right? But not yet. Okay, so we, we got some people just like this little girl in this story, right? We got some kids, preteens. Any of y'all teenagers? No, not yet. Almost, almost. Yeah, but preteen still. So y'all are just like this little girl. Okay, so there were two things that I just said that that little girl helped Naaman get. He got his healing, and he got to know God. He got his healing, and he got to know God. Okay, and so here's what I want you to do. I got a little, you're going to help me do something. And when we're done with this, it's going to help me tell them one more awesome thing, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a treat to your mom. Just get one and take it to your mom, and then take one to your dad, and then take one, and then come back and get another, and take one to your aunt, come back and get another, and take it to your uncle, come back and get another one, and until we get, everybody has a treat, okay? So right over here is Miss Anita, and right over here is Mr. Kurt, and if you will, get one treat and take it back to somebody right now. And let me, t let me ask you this, if you feel, come on, if you feel really excited about Jesus, tell them Jesus can help you, okay? Tell them Jesus can help you. T just take one and go give it to one person, and then come back and get another one, okay? And if you feel real excited about Jesus, tell them Jesus can't. Thank you, buddy. I already got mine. Cool. Cool, Colin. Okay. And then come back and get another one. Take it to your, uh, you know, somebody else. And come back and get another one. Take it to somebody else. And then you're going to have to take one to somebody you're not related to, okay? Somebody that's just a friend or, or something, okay? Come back to get another one. Take it to somebody else. Come on, keep doing it. Keep on, keep on. We, we got more and more. We got lots of blessings to pass out this morning, right? We got a lot of blessings to pass out. So let's keep passing out blessings this morning. Come on, come on. Keep on coming, keep on coming. Come on, until we get, until everybody's got a bless, a blessing this morning, all right? Until everyone's, everybody's got one. Let's keep taking them back, taking them back. Man, this is as fun as Christmas, isn't it? Getting to do this. Who else? Who else? Okay, so let me ask you. Anybody that's not gotten a, a blessing yet, raise your hand, okay? Look for those hands that are up, kids. Look for those hands that are up. Make sure everybody gets a blessing. 
I need everybody to get a blessing. There's some hands over there and there and there. There's hands still everywhere, okay? So, are, you're not running out of blessing, are you, Brother Kurt? <laughs> Come on. Okay, I know we got some still here in the middle and some back over this way. All right, if your hand got tired, raise it back up if you haven't got a blessing yet. We want everybody to get a blessing. I see about three hands still back here. I just see one back there. Okay, is there anybody else? Oh, there's some way back in the back. I think they're all the way back in Syria back there. Got to take a blessing to them. All the way in the back. Has everybody got a blessing? Okay, who has not gotten a blessing yet? I still got two way back there. Anybody else? Anybody else not got a blessing? How about David? You got a blessing, David? Yeah? Yeah, Sabrina? Oh, raise your hand. Yeah, Sabrina's sitting back there running, running our slides for us. Give her one. Okay, all the kids come back up here. Come on, the kids, come back up this way. Okay, is there, any, is there anybody seated or in the back or whatever that has not gotten a blessing yet? Raise your hand because we want to get everybody a blessing. Everybody got one. Every, every, every stinking body, right? Can I, okay. Can I tell you guys something really, really awesome? Not a one of these kids asked, what about me? And you know what I just saw? She gave this one back, and I just saw somebody else give theirs back and throw it in there. <laughs> Boy, that, that's, <laughs> that's choking me up, guys. We need the mouth of babes and the action of babes. We need to pay attention here, what God's doing. You know, but here's something. You guys aren't going back without one yourself, okay? So I want you to get one for yourself also, and you can return to your seat, okay? Yeah, good job. Great job. You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com slash connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. <laughs> 